Blog Talk Radio. What's up, angels? It's your girl, Adina Howard. Make sure you tune in to the Honey Lounge with Teddy Bear, Tuesday through Friday, 1 through 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Magnificent Friday afternoon. How's everyone doing? It's the Teddy Bear, and welcome to the zone of LOTO Radio. And for those who are tuning in and tuning out, all the negativity is definitely a beautiful thing. And before we begin today's broadcast, I want to send out a very special thank you to the very talented Mr. Lenny Harold. Thank you so much, my brother, for joining us yesterday. And remember, family, be sure to purchase that new album, Cosmic. It is available everywhere iTunes, Google Play, but if you're feeling a little bit more adventurous, you can always head over to uh, Amazon.com. And speaking of adventurous, his very gifted, my goodness, singer, songwriter, producer, she does it all, and my goodness, she is captivating with a capital C, Lord and mercy, <laughs> Jessica Jolia, Lord, and we got some new music from her, so on behalf of The Zone and the Teddy Bear, it is my pleasure to welcome to LLTO Radio the very beautiful and captivating Jessica Jolia. My queen, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I am doing wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I'm going to tell you something. Woo! That song, Sweet Love, Lord Have Mercy, is just as soft as a baby's skin. You really put yourself in. <laughs> uh, you know what? You're the first person to describe it that way. Thank you. <laughs> I get a visual now. I love it. <laughs> I said, wow. I said, I had to stop. I said, let me stop and take a close look for a second. I said, wow. It just. It just, you know, I've always had the mentality there's a difference between a singer and a vocalist. You are a vocalist without question. Oh, thank you. Thank and, you very much. Oh, no, it's my pleasure. I'm here to set everybody free, so I got to speak the truth. That's what I do. And <laughs> your, your vocals, along with the melody, along with the production, is just, it's lush. It's just, it's just, sensuous the way that you're able to incorporate your vocals over these tracks are just incredible and i wanted to ask you and i know a lot of listeners would like to know for you is it imperative that when you're in the studio as far as the creativity or the creative process that things happen or come to you organically absolutely um you know i think there will probably be um you know for most songwriters i think there will always be a time where you um, have to strategically write because you're writing for a certain occasion. Um, maybe it's a holiday or a certain, you know, time of year. And so those types of songs um, can be pre-planned. But I I like to, you know, remain very authentic um, and true to myself. And so a lot of what I write about, um, you know, it's either based on, you know, a personal experience or, 
um, an experience of someone that I know, um, whether very closely or just as an acquaintance. Um, so very rarely will I, you know, listen to music and then write to it. Um, you know, I often have at least an idea of what, you know, I want to talk about that day and then kind of just create things in that moment. In the moment. And I've heard a lot of artists say that it's, it's, it doesn't happen often. But when you're in that particular moment in time, something special that you invoke a certain quality that takes your vocals or just takes your overall talent to another level. What is the vibe like for you when you perform in front of a live audience? You know, I love performing. I think that's probably my favorite thing to do musically um, because you get an opportunity and a very unique opportunity um, to engage with, you know, the people that are fans of, you know, your music. And um, I think for me, it's my favorite type of crowd is the smaller venues um, because they're so intimate um, and you get to really share and experience um, every little bit of what you were writing about with those people. And sometimes, you know, you may change a little bit um, melodically or something that someone does, maybe it's a glance, maybe it's a facial expression, pulls out another emotion in you as you're performing. Um, it's, so it's a really great sharing experience for me. And, you know, every, every time I get a chance to, I, I'm very grateful. I want to talk a little bit about behind the scenes, as far as from the production, the producer aspect of Jessica, Julia, um, it's not easy when you're working with another artist because it's your responsibility to bring something out of them that they didn't know they had. Um, mm-hmm. For you, when the, when the roles are reversed and you're working with a producer, how challenging can it be when you say, I know what I like, but then you have someone saying, look, I can bring something else, another sound, something that we can do something from a, from a different perspective. Can you be somewhat standoffish or you're more receptive to listen to different kinds of ideas to incorporate in your music or incorporate in your sound? Well, you know, I I don't like to think <laughs> that I'm standoffish, <laughs> but I will say, um, you know, at this point, I do know what I like. Um, okay. And I think that I have gotten to a point where I can articulate that without you know, preventing another producer from having um, their own creative input. Because I think it's important to, um, you know, remain flexible because music, um, just like so many other things, is is ever-changing. And, you know, for you to be able to, you know, captivate a very large audience um, and people who may not necessarily be strictly R&B or strictly hip-hop or strictly jazz, you have to kind of understand, you know, what the listener wants to hear, but also, you know, make sure that you put your own little um, spin on whatever it is. Um, So for me, like I try to um, make sure that I come into any session when I'm working with other producers with, you know, an ability to kind of communicate what I'm looking for and what I want to do, but I'm always very open-minded because, um, you know, collaborations, they often result in in something that you may never have been able to do on your own so it's important to you know be open-minded um but still yes i am very me (laughs) (laughs) so i would make sure that i said well maybe 
Responsibility to make sure that all the I's are dotted, all the T's are crossed. But I also think it's a wonderful mm-hmm. aspect because you have complete creative control. I like to call your baby. Uh, no one else yes. can tell you what to do, how to do, when to do it. What does it mean to you to be an independent artist? Um, you know, that is the very reason um, that I have remained independent. Um, not that I want to come off as a control freak. <laughs> But, you know, I like having the idea of, you know, really being able to go into, you know, your session and say, you know, today this is what I feel like or what I want to talk about. Or, you know, maybe I have an idea for something that I haven't written about yet, but I think that it's important to share for one reason or another. Um, So, you know, I am definitely open to the opinion and and sometimes even the critique of others when I am, you know, creating, but I like the freedom and the flexibility that comes with being an independent artist because I never walk into a room knowing that I have this role to fill or this character that is imposed upon me. It's kind of, you know, today it's hot outside and and I don't like it. So that's what we're talking about in the song. It's too hot. (laughs) You know, versus, well, this is who we've created you to be. So this is all you can talk about in your music, you know, and it's, I mean, sometimes that works, you know, for artists who are okay with that. And for me, you know, I, I feel like, you know, every day is a new day and you experience something different, sometimes many things different in a day. And I like to be able to freely, you know, write about those things. You know, one of the things that I find so impressive with your music and just you in general as an artist is that you explore so many different aspects of music. And what I mean by that as far as the human side, a lot of us are really challenged as far as allowing or showing a certain vulnerability or transparency in our music, whether you're straight, whether you're gay man, woman, or child, we all have our little inner with secrecies that we don't feel comfortable with sharing. For you, how important is it to you to grow as an artist, to be able to show that kind of transparency to the listener? You know, I think it's very important. And I think for, for many, I won't say all, but for many creative people, there's a, a shell that we all, I believe, eventually crawl out of. Um, And I think it's very important to be open because you never know, you know, how touching, how helpful, how healing, how important your story might be to the next person that's listening to it who's maybe struggling with whatever that is that you wrote about or hurt by something or angry about something. I mean, there are so many emotions that we feel for so many reasons. And a lot of people, myself included, when I was much younger, you know, we have a habit of you know, trying to brush things under the rug and kind of glaze over and, oh, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And and the reality is it's not always that. And then at the same token, you know, sometimes things are great and we try to, you know, even mask our happiness so that we don't make others feel a certain way for not having or experiencing what we have. And I just think, you know, that the human experience is something to be shared and we can all relate to each other one way or another. So for me, you know, even the, the topics that, are not necessarily the easiest to discuss. They're very important to share 
Um, so, you know, as a lyricist, for sure, I make sure that in my music, it, I'm always telling a story, even if I decide, you know, today I just want to write something that's very catchy and very trendy, but there's still a message behind everything that I write about. And that's something I've done since I was very young. And I hope, you know, to continue to always, you know, stand by that. Lyrics. I've always, for me personally, lyrics have always meant the world to me because they tell a story. They give a glimpse, uh, a window inside of an artist's soul. And um, I see in today's music, a lot of that uh, doesn't exist. We get caught up in the beat and the, you know, the, the, the auto tune and there's no <laughs> real, <laughs> there's no really someone as far as being authentic. What I get mm-hmm. from you is a level of love and understanding through your music. A, a, a mentality of trying to bring people together, especially right now, as I spoke when I spoke to Lenny yesterday, right now we live in a very divisive society right now because we have certain mm-hmm. powers that, be, that want that. And music has always been that common gold or that mold or that something that's held us together. Uh, and it crosses all color lines for you. How important is it to you to bring that kind of music to the light where it brings people together? I think that is very important, and it's it's something that's been a, a focus, you know, for me as well for a very long time. Um, I'm very much into, um, you know, helping and giving. It's just a part of who I am, and I, I'm very blessed to have music as my gift um, to be able to offer, you know, that sort of assistance to other people. Um, and I think for me, too, you know, and going back to what you were talking about with the auto-tune and, and maybe some of the more uh, simple, I will say. I, I like to sometimes even refer to them as, like, you know, the nursery rhyme kind of songs where it's just like we're right. saying the same things over and over and there's not a lot of substance. I think, you know, even with that sort of music, you know, if if I really listen long enough to understand that, you know, it, it it's gotten to a point sometimes that the stuff that's on the radio is really just about the beat and not about the message. So, okay, then how do I still do what it is that I want to do? So let's create a song that still says something that can help to heal, can help to unite, but the sound is what they're listening for. And so I have a song that I just recently released, um, and it's called A Better Idea, and my whole objective was I need to talk about something that's important, but I need to present it in a way that's digestible. So that goes to, you know, back to being very flexible and saying, yeah, okay, well, maybe the trend is this right now, but the importance behind what I do is to heal, is to help. Um, So let me make something that they may not even realize, oh, wow, she said X, Y, Z. And they're listening to it just because it sounds like all the other stuff that they wanted to hear anyway. (laughs) You gotta trick them, you know? Trick them is like putting the vegetables in with something sweet for a baby. Like, oh, here you go. You can't like that, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's job, you know, and, um, you know, there's not a lot of thanks for it. And initially, I would say, and sometimes, you know, people really don't understand, you know, why you're doing what you're doing, and you're not necessarily the most popular. And and that's fine for me. I just think that at the end of the day, as long as my music serves its purpose, you know, I will, I will always be grateful and, and very much fulfilled. 
The only caveat that I have with you that somewhat frustrates me is that <laughs> as 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 talented as you are, you'll drop gems here and there. You know what? I'm going to give them a slice of cheesecake here. Then I'll turn around maybe a two weeks or maybe a month later, I'm going to give you some wasabi along with your sushi. And I'm saying, <laughs> wait a minute. When can we get a full course meal, an EP, possibly, <laughs> dare I say, an album? <laughs> you know, I mean, and I understand the frustration. And I, I will just say, you know, I have, especially over the last, I would say maybe a year and a half. I mean, I, I've been writing for a long time, but specifically the last year and a half, I've written a lot, a lot, a lot of music. Um, okay. And so partially it was, you know, me really deciding, like, what will I present as the first album? But also, you know, while the listeners, you know, have their frustrations because they want a project, you know, as an artist, want to put out a project that, you know, will reach people. And, you know, unfortunately there are, a lot of radio stations that will say you can't get airplay until your numbers are X, Y, Z. So, you know, for me, it's like I want to put an album out, but I want to make sure that people know that it's there because my music is so important to me and the message behind everything is important. And I want to reach as many people as I can. So I just, I never want to release anything that sort of falls on deaf ears because that's frustrating, you know, for the artist. So there will be an album, I promise you. Well, <laughs> we're working well, on it. We're working on it. Well, that's why I'm here, my queen, because I'm here to help everyone escape the matrix of synthetic right. music. That's why got we got to put the real music out there. I just I see too many great artists like yourself that put out products, great products, and they're not getting the airplay by the quote unquote mainstream radio. But mm-hmm. yet, still, you can have a British artist, a la Sam Smith. Come over, right? Not o- not only get his music played on top forty radio, but on urban R and B, he'll mm-hmm. he'll sit up and get airplay. But then you have an quote unquote urban artist, the, the title they like to put on a black artist. We can't get any airplay at all, none no. at all, none. none, none, none at all, none at all. So there, you know, but the UK, the UK has always loved us. They've always loved right. us. They, they endear us. This is why I see so many independent artists. They yearn to go over to Europe and perform mm-hmm. because their music is always in the charts. Top 10, top 5, and they're selling out these concerts, these big or smaller venues. And at the end of the day, it's a business. You're a brand. So it's only, Absolutely. Com- <laughs> it's only common sense that you want to expand on your brand. Right. It, that's common sense. We we all have to eat. Some of us are vegans. Some of us are meat eaters, <laughs> are carnivores. But we all, we, we, right? We, some of us we, don't know what we want to be. You well, know, there you go. Today. <laughs> 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 that might not work, but I'm gonna try. Yeah, but at least I have mm-hmm. the option. I have the option, the monetary yeah, option. Where I'm able, so. Yeah, to pick and choose what I want to do. And speaking of what I want to do again, I fell in love with Sweet Love. Can you tell the listeners out there about this particular latest single from you? Yeah, that actually was a very, very organic moment for me. Um, That I wrote um, over the course of a few months um, in a a batch of songs. 
And I was just kind of in a reflective space, just thinking about, you know, things that I had experienced. And for me, you know, I, I feel like in relationships and as it pertains to love, I've had great experiences. I've had terrible experiences. And for whatever reason, I seem to be able to write about the terrible experiences in a way that sounds so beautiful <laughs> until you listen to the words. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, wow. I didn't know. Wow. I didn't know that's what she was talking about. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's, like I said before, you know, it's important that, you know, I feel like we share these experiences. So I wanted to go back to a space in, in time that at the time it was something difficult for me to deal with because I was kind of in limbo in, in my relationship. Like, am I going to stay? Am I going to go? I love this person. This person loves me. Um, but, you know, it obviously didn't work out for me. And so going back, it was like those are emotions that people feel, you know, all the time. So now that I'm in a space where, you know, I have healed and that the hurt has long since gone, let me revisit it and create something, you know, that I think would help someone else. So uh, it was very organic. And I actually collaborated with um, one of my friends from Sacramento uh, who goes by Prop, the producer. And when we were working on it, he kept wanting to add, like, more to the production. And I said, no, 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 no. This is simple. So this is one of those times where it's like, I promise I'm not a control freak. I promise, I promise, I promise I'm not. But for this one, we don't need all of that. We're going to keep it very simple and just focus on the vocal. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, it was it was a story of, like, you know, I love you kind of still, you love me kind of still, and let's see if we can do this or not kind of still. <laughs> mm, kind of still. <laughs> well, far be it for me to uh, deprive our many listeners out there of their uh, – First slice of cheesecake, of course, from the incredibly talented Jessica Jolia, of course, with Sweet Love, here in the zone of L.O.T.L. Radio.
Lord have mercy. The very talented Jessica Jolie, of course, with Sweet Love here in the zone of LOTO Radio. And remember, family, you can purchase the single. Yes, it is. It's available. You can purchase it on iTunes. But what I would suggest is go to Bandcamp. Go to jessicajolia.bandcamp.com. And to get all the latest updates, let your fingers do the walking. Stop by her official website at www.jessicajoliamusic.com. My love, one of the things that I truly love about this song is that when you incorporated the strings and um, it gives it a whole completely different nuance. And I tell people all the time, I'm a, I'm, I'm a huge Prince fan, love Prince, I followed <laughs> Prince from, from day one. And mm-hmm. one of the things that really touched me from an emotional standpoint, as far as Purple Rain, besides the lyrics, when he incorporated Claire Fisher to do strings and he added the strings in that particular song, it took Purple Rain to another level. It touched people in, in on an emotional standpoint like I've never seen before. And to incorporate that in this song and then your vocals, it is just it's 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 just it's it's invigorating. I cannot I can't it's, I'm very it's very rare that I'm ever lost for words, but it's just something completely <laughs> It's, it's, it's an incredible song. Um, during the recording session, what was your thought process working on this? You know, I actually have a version that doesn't have the strings. Um, and I had listened to it for a few months. And I kept feeling like there's something else that I need to do. And I wasn't sure what. And so I waited and, you know, went on to write other songs and came back and listened again. And a lot of people don't know, but my, my background, um, as far as my um, collegiate studies, I, I studied classical vocal. So okay. I'm very familiar with, you know, the importance of emotion um, and, you know, the impact that it can have on a song as well as a listener. And I wanted it to feel like an emotional experience because, you know, the moment in time that I wrote about, you know, there was still an underlying sense of desperation because there's this feeling where, you know, I'm, I think that I'm at a point where, you know, I'm falling out of love and I'm trying to do the things that I think I can that might make this work. You know, I'm tired of arguing. I'm, I'm tired of being in limbo. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I am still here trying. So as the song kind of gets to that outro, I wanted it to feel like, okay, so I've sung this song and I tried to make it sound as pretty as I can. And it's almost persuasive, like, no, 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 let's stay together and this is going to fix things. But at the end of the day, you still feel how you feel. And you're not really even certain that this is the space that I really want to be in. Maybe I'm just comfortable here and I'm just doing the last few things that I can. I'm at, you know, I'm a, this is a last resort option. Um, so I felt like the string um, would really complement the vocal and really take that song to the level to where now you can create your own visual for that, you know, scenario. If you've been in that experience or you know someone who has, um, you know, you take yourself to your memory. And I think that's what, you know, really makes a song a song that, that lasts and stands the test of time because it's it's relatable to everyone in some way, shape, or form. 
And I think that's one of the key essential points that are that is missing in today's music, where mm-hmm. in every every decade or every as far as from the '50s, '60s, and '70s, you had a particular sound of music that touched everyone, whether it was mm-hmm. you know Curtis Mayfield and the Impressions or James Brown. You had certain music that that touched people in a certain certain ways, Sly and the Family. I'm a huge Sly and the Family Stone fan. So mm-hmm. it, it's always a way where you can bring that kind of music where it invokes a certain passion or certain kind of feeling that resonates with so many people. And that's the vibe that I that I get from you. Now, speaking of vibe, when are you coming down to Houston to perform? Because oh my we would goodness. love for I you to come here in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> I love Houston. That's, that's one of my favorite places. And I haven't even been there again this year. Wow. You know, if I have an open invitation, I'm, I'm ready to come. You just you let need me know. To come down. You need to come down to Houston because you know the venues out here are on a whole nother level. Yes, Lord, yes they are. <laughs> <laughs> they are. I think the first time that I was there, um, I was singing with Eric Benet, and okay. we went several times after my first time, and it, it, every time it's amazing, and I think for me, what I like so much about Houston, I don't even think it's one specific venue, it's just that your audience is there with you from the start to the finish of the show, oh, yeah. you know, and it's, it's it just makes you you know, that much more in tune and that much more excited about your performance because, you know, nobody wants to perform in front of a sale room, even if it's a packed sale room. Right. <laughs> you want to, you know, you want to share and, and feel like, you know, we're experiencing this together. So I think, you know, the people in Houston, they're very, very great about that, very receptive. I've always used the analogy about Houston is that, they love you like Linus's blanket. They have you, you keep them, you know, they'll, they'll, keep, yeah, they'll keep you soft and warm and comfy and cozy and just just envelope themselves around you because they become so fascinated or, or just encapsulated with the music. I, I've noticed it. And I've been here now for about, what, going on a little bit over 10 years. And oh, wow. it, shocked, it shocked me because I'm originally from Southern California. So to come down okay. here and see the, the level of passion that they really have for music, even to this day, it is mind-blowing. And it's definitely a beautiful experience. But I wanted to ask if we can just kind of get in Dr. Who's time machine a little bit. And we can step okay. back, let's say six years. The Jessica Julia today, if you could sit down in a little cafe somewhere and speak to that Jessica <laughs> Julia. What would you say to her? What are some of the things that you would talk to her about as far as the upcoming future and as far as how to handle different situations, whether it would be personal or the business aspect? Um, you know, six years ago, I know exactly where I was. Um, and it was a few years before I moved to Southern California. I'm from Michigan originally, but I grew up in Sacramento. Um so at that time, I did a lot of performing, um, mostly locally, um, sometimes doing original music, but more often um, in cover bands. And I think what I would say to myself would be that it's okay to be authentically yourself, because I know that at that time, I was very much aware of what I thought people wanted me to write about, what I thought people wanted me to dress like, what I thought 
um, you know, would be the most advantageous for me and my career in music as I, you know, pursued it further. And, you know, six years later, I can definitely say that that would probably have pushed me to do more of what I'm doing now a little sooner, being less concerned with what I think I should do based on what people may like, you know, versus what's just me. You know, I found that being extremely honest, even maybe uncomfortably honest, um, in my music, it really resonates with people and, and sharing with other people my experiences and being open and honest um, and true to myself as far as, you know, wanting to help people through music in some way or another. People are so much more receptive to that than I would have thought and definitely than I thought in 2012 because in 2012 it was just about let's just try to make stuff that would be good for the radio and not really right. putting a lot of thought you know, into what is unique about me and how can I use those things to help other people. So that's the biggest thing I would say is, you know, focus less on what you think would work and just be who you are because that always works. It's hard. It's very challenging. I've always said in many conversations that I've had, I said the biggest pitfall now in today's music industry is the lack of artist development. Um, mm-hmm. If they see they can make money off of you, they'll do it, and they'll sign you to a contract or sign your life away. You don't know what you're signing because you don't have an understanding of the business aspect of this mm-hmm. music industry. And then you find yourself with no money. You've got all these record sales, but no money. And then they expect your sophomore album to do better than your first. And when it doesn't equal or surpass the first album, they'll drop you from the label ASAP. Absolutely. They'll drop you very, very quick. So it's it's, it's almost like a, a pimp. <laughs> a, a pimp is running. Yeah, it's very like, much it's, so. That's it's what it is. It's, it's like, so, oh, they gave me all this money. He said, no, 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 no. The money they gave you is a loan. They're a bank. Exactly. That's a exactly. That's, that's studio time. So once you do all this and they put you out there to perform, they want to recoup that money. They're looking mm-hmm. to get that, they're looking to get that money back. That's why I said to me it's a wonderful thing to be an independent artist because it's like, you know what? I control my destiny. You know, exactly. I don't have the machine I don't have the machine behind me. But at least I know I know where every dollar is going and I control what I put out there. How has social media helped you to actually promote your music internationally? Um, you know, I think it's social media has helped me, but primarily so um, because of my um, ability to have gone on tour with so many amazing artists, I found that once people see you with somebody that they like, they automatically like you. It's like your grandfathered into the situation. Like, oh, you like Johnny Gill, so you like me too. That's great. You like Eric Benet, so you like me too. That's great. Um, and I've been very fortunate to work with a lot of great um, artists, um, but also very down-to-earth, as talented as they are, um, very open, very willing to give me a space where people can see, you know, who I am and, and the kind of music that I create. Um, so being able to post pictures when I'm, you know, in a big arena, um, whether it's overseas or in the States, um, definitely has helped because um, I think without that, 
sort of visibility, it would be even more challenging for me to do the things um, that I'm doing now without the machine behind me. Um, it takes so much work, and, and you have to be very consistent with your social media. You have to post a lot of images, a lot of videos, um, interact with people, and all of those things take time in addition to creating the music, which is really why you're doing it in the first place. Um, you know, so I'm grateful to have been able to work with amazing people and to travel to so many different places and to, you know, be able to perform in front of people that would receive me so much so that they will go ahead and follow me on social media. And then as a result of that, you know, continuing to put out my own content, you know, whether I'm out with someone else or performing for my own shows, you know, they will, you know, continue to keep up with what I'm doing and share their friends and then you know the growth is just exponential well you know this is your home away from home so whatever you need please do not hesitate to let us know uh again family be sure to go to her official website so you can get all the latest updates upcoming tour information hey that's imperative you need to know so stop by music. You can also catch up with her on Twitter, also on Facebook under the same handle. But more importantly, purchase the music, of course, Sweet Love, available at Jessica, mm, Lord have mercy, joia.bandcamp.com. <laughs> you can also purchase it on iTunes. And uh, if you're feeling a little bit more adventurous, you can always head over to Amazon.com. So I'm, I'm going to be patient. I'll deal with the slice of cheesecake that you have presented <laughs> us with. I'll wait. Well, thank you. For the, I appreciate you. <laughs> I'll wait for the full course meal. Soon, 2019 is right around the corner. What do you have in store for us? I can, I can, I can. The the, the possibilities are endless. What is what? What do you have in store for us for 2019? You know, I think for 2019. You know, my main focus is releasing an album. So I, I'm putting out singles almost every few weeks. Um, I have, I, I think, either 12 or 13 out at this point. Um, okay. And I think, you know, it's enough for a couple EPs. Yeah. Um, it's, it's good enough for one album. But I did it, you know, because I wanted people to – have an opportunity to get to know me um, right. so that when I did package something that I felt like, okay, this tells this story, this collection of songs, fits, they all fit together. So I will release an album. I, I will know that if I don't have this type of song on this album per se, being that it will be my first album, people will have had the opportunity to know, okay, but I know that she also has done this and she has done that and not necessarily box me in. And that, you know, again, goes back to, you know, being independent, you know, I, yeah, I can create an R and B album or I can do a jazz or a hip hop or any other genre that I feel, you know, suits my mood. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I just want people to have had the opportunity to be familiar with my sound so that when the album comes out, they kind of have an idea of what to look forward to. And then it makes sense because they've heard little bits and pieces about me. We've become friends at this point. <laughs> you know what? I was sitting there kind of marinating just a little bit. It's things that I often do a lot of times. And just listening to you, your vibe, you rem your whole 
just vibe. Yo, you just vibe. It reminds me of a song that Prince did called "The Question of You." From, from <laughs> it just oh and you wow really, okay <laughs> you okay. <laughs> <laughs> You really, really, I was sitting there and I said, yeah, but you know what? That's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. So we, hey, I'm well aware of you. You know, your talent is just, is, is unbelievable. And I'm just so happy to have the honor and privilege for you to join us today. Again, whatever you need, please don't hesitate to let us know whatever music that you want to put out and send. Even if it's like grandma's cookies, they're still soft, not really completely ready out of the oven. Just send them here. We will debut them here first. <laughs> I promise you, okay? My word, oh, I my would promise. love to. I, I, you, know, you know how I am. I'll send you something as soon as I get off the call. Okay. <laughs> Email, ready to go. Ask ye shall receive. I promise that. <laughs> I promise that. I promise that. But, I, again, I want to thank you. Um, it has truly been a pleasure. Much continued success. I'm looking forward to you coming down to Houston much sooner than later. We would love to have you here in the studio to work your magic. Yes, Lord. (laughs) Absolutely. I I cannot wait. Looking forward to it already. All right. Thank you, my queen. Many blessings to you, okay? Thank you. You too. All right. The very talented Jessica Jolie here in the zone of LOTL Radio. Got to take a little quick two and two. Got some bills to pay, pay the cost to be the boss. But we got some more Jessica Jolie, of course, with noise here in the zone. Don't forget it. Yeah. So go on ahead and make some noise for me. Make some noise. 
talk to you for a minute you see these fellas out here you see they're afraid of doing that long-term thing they figure as soon as they lock hearts with another something better's gonna come along well that's quite possibly true but the deal is you're gonna have to find yourself alone or you're gonna find yourself alone see i was cool in them streets in the streets 
Jessicajolia.bandcamp.com. Also, you can get your with her on Bandcamp. That's Jessicajolia.bandcamp.com. And be sure to follow and support her on her various social media websites at Facebook and Twitter. All same handle, Jessica Jolia. It's been a wonderful, no, I'll take that back. It has been a fantastic week of music. So many people to thank, but first and foremost, I want to thank all the many listeners and supporters, because without you, there is no teddy bear, and there's definitely no zone to vibe in. I want to thank, first and foremost, my man, Raheem Devon. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, family, his new album, Decade of a Love King, will be available October the 19th. That's a little bit over a week and a half away, but you can pre-order it as we speak via iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, and so forth. Decade of a Love King, available October the 19th. <clears throat> also, I want to send out a thank you to my man. It was an incredible, incredible interview yesterday. My man, Mr. Lenny Harold, formerly of Blackstreet. Be sure to get his new album. It's called Cosmic. It is available everywhere. An incredible album. Yes, Lord. <laughs> but as we move on and move forward, oh, we got some more stuff for you. Won't you join the teddy bear Monday, 1 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, as we welcome Grammy award-winning artist, Mr. Carvin Winans, yeah, the famous Winans brothers, yeah, Carvin Winans will be joining us as we have the pleasure of debuting his new single, Once in a Lifetime. Again, that's at 1 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a uh, <laughs> a beautiful experience. And to get all the latest updates, be sure to stop by our official website. That's at the zone, the zone radio dot radio web dot co again the zone radio dot radio web dot co and for those who missed the interview shame on you but the teddy bear does forgive you you can listen to the interview in its entirety yeah we're on iHeartRadio. radio so all you have to do is pull up that lovely app on your phone type in with them gentle fingers <laughs> dive in l-o-t-o the zone yeah, on iHeartRadio. We're also on TuneIn. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're also on TuneIn with the same handle on iTunes. We're in the Google Play Music Store, so we're all available at your phone, at your fingertips. Just type in again, L-O-T-L, The Zone. So it is written, so it shall be done. Well, it's about that time. Got a boogie. <laughs> Got to go get on this chocolate elevator and head to the stratosphere. But in the meantime, take care of one another, love one another, have a fantabulous weekend. As in always, keep it soulful as we close it with Miss Jody Watley. Everything here in the zone of LOTL Radio.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.